was known to be one of the most fearless journalists in the world. He kicks ass and chews bubblegum at the same time. He is Shepard Ambellis. And you are listening to The Shepard Ambellis Show. Without further ado, here is your host, Shepard Ambellis. The week is nearly over. We're, we're already at Thursday. It's flying by. Soon enough, it'll be Fireball Friday. Uh, we got Bethany Adani joining us, Aaron Cole, little clubhouse inside joke. Um, lots of crazy shit to talk about that's in the news right now because we were going through some of the articles for the day and they're just like all over the whole page. Anything and everything you can think about can and is happening. I was thinking back to when I was a kid, probably about 10, 11 and 12 years old, probably around 12. And I would watch Al Gore give these climate speeches Ross Perot was running for president around that time. They were starting to say that climate change would take over. The seas would rise. Florida would be underwater. Then they started to develop their carbon credit scheme, their their whole carbon credit tax plans, and they started to implement all this stuff, right? And it just went from there. But... All in all, people lose track of what are some of the possibilities that can go along with all this stuff. One, there's nothing going on. Um, Two, they devised a total lie to get carbon credit and tax schemes going on so that they could create these Ponzi schemes and make a bunch of money. Um, Three, There's really an event going on that they know about that's coming, like the passing of Planet X or a pole shift or an asteroid impact or something of that effect to where they know that there will be traumatic effects and they're kind of doing all of the above, like looting and getting their disaster preparations set up, getting their underground bases set up because they do know what's coming. So those are some of the possibilities I can think of. But uh, I don't know. Um, Al Gore, he goes on um, Saturday Night Live and he does this skit, What's Up With That? on like Christmas Eve or Christmas Day one year. And it's this really wild uh, skit where They're on this game show and he's sitting down and they just start singing and they interrupt him and it's just so bizarre and it's just more propaganda. And then you see all this stuff that they push out on Saturday Night Live and all these shows like that because they're even at the extent to where they're attacking Dogman on Saturday Night Live because I'm assuming it's all real. And so you start to notice these propaganda arms of the CIA, I guess you could say. Now the founder of the Weather Channel tells Brian Selter 
in an interview that climate change is a hoax. And, you know, this is interesting stuff. Um, Brian Selter, it's probably the most unpopular news host out there. Definitely the most unpopular on CNN. Um, I mean, he's ranked the lowest in, in numbers, I think, if you go look him up. But he's literally has this founder of the Weather Channel on there. And we're going to roll the clip, but... um. It's bizarre and I don't know how to take this, you know, so either the weather channel guy comes out and he's acting like, uh, and this could be the case, like he's admitting it's all a hoax. Climate change is a hoax. Nothing's changed. Kind of like I was saying, but then you also have to wonder, are they running a psyop? In my opinion, CNN is the propaganda arm of the CIA, the main one virtually a CIA network. Um, they have, I mean, the CIA definitely roams the halls of CNN. Anderson Cooper was a CIA intern at the central intelligence agency down there. And he was part of operation mockingbird, but, uh, we're going to play this clip with the founder of the weather channel talking with Brian Stelter. Clear, Mr. Kenny's not a scientist. I am. He's the CEO of the Weather Channel now. I was the founder of the Weather Channel, not the co-founder. And I'm glad you did because I am addicted to the Weather Channel. I watch a lot of cable news. Now. Hold on just well, a minute. I'm not done. And CNN has taken a very strong position on global warming that is that it is a consensus. Well, there is no consensus in science. Science isn't a vote. Science is about facts. And if you get down to the hard, cold facts, uh, there's no question about it. Climate change is not happening. There is no significant man-made global warming now. There hasn't been any in the past, and there's no reason to expect any in the future. There's a whole lot of baloney. And yes, it is. it has become a big political point of the Democratic Party and part of their platform, and I regret it's become political instead of scientific, but the science is on my side. I don't think we're going to come to a conclusion about the topic right here. What I do wonder, well, I though, is when not, you see... I know we're not, because you wouldn't the... allow it to happen on CNN, but I'm happy well, that we, I got on the air and got a chance to talk to your, uh, to your viewers. Hello, everybody. What there I is do, no global warming. What I do wonder is when you see the government, when you see NASA, when you see other institutions say that 97% of climate scientists agree, do you think they're making it up? I, I, what I don't understand is how you well, square that. Well, that's a manipulated that. figure, and let me explain it to you. Uh, the the uh, government puts out about $2.5 billion directly for climate research every year. It only gives that money to scientists who will produce scientific results that support the global warming hypothesis of the Democrat Party of position. So they don't have any choice. If you're going to get the money, you've got to support their position. Therefore, 97% of the scientific reports published support global warming. Why? Because those are the ones the government pays for, and that's where the money is. It's real simple. But that doesn't mean it's right. That doesn't make it true. That only makes it bought and paid for. The money goes in circles. I'm not a scientist. I'm not going to try to refute well, the facts. Well, that's the truth. So I'll simply so say that the vast majority... Please stand back from this, from this issue and let the two sides be on the air. Mr. Kenny. 
Brian Stelter, CNN. Shit out of him. Yeah, with the the founder of the the Weather Channel. Now, but listen, like a couple things came to mind during this. Um, one is these could be deep psyops. Um, although this guy seems like opposition to Brian Stelter, don't you think that CNN's like well vetted and? You know, he seemed to be giving this guy pretty good airtime where he wasn't cutting him off. Yeah. And it makes me wonder, like, is that is I mean, this this could have been a legit piece. And this guy's telling him that and he's argumentative and he's raising some good points or whatever. Or this could even be like a deeper operation. And it's it's bizarre because Usually, like, you know, if they don't want that type of material on the network, they'll be butting in. They just let this guy kind of speak freely. And uh, it makes me think of it's some kind of other operation. But there are so many levels to this propaganda. You never know really what to think. You know, uh, several other things came to mind when that was playing, like the operations that they could be running. And... This stuff's really deep and complex, and I think that they're really doing it to that level. Like when I first got into all this, um, I would entertain stuff like that and know it's a possibility. But I think that they are running some heavy, deep, intertwined CoIntel Pro uh, operations. It's it's fascinating, for sure, especially. When we just jump back to like why they're giving him airtime and stuff like that, you we've I've heard people on CNN say way less controversial stuff, and they'll like black out their lines or whatever, or be like, "Oh, we lost connection, this right. is over, we got to move on." Yeah, and there's definitely this thing. I think Bart Sabrell talks about this where they they do give each side like these little cookie crumbs to get them to to fight and argue and and make it make both sides seem very credible so that could definitely be an option of to to this operation like you're saying because i I definitely think that that's going on you that's the best way to make a war happen is you give both people ammunition you don't want to just one-sided war because that's no fun you want to go ahead and lead both sides into conflict yeah what could be the operation behind this i mean i don't know maybe they're trying to lead us in the conflict like you're saying um and get a wedge issue going where there's going to be like Antifa for the climate and, um, you know, uh, red blooded Americans against it or something saying it's a hoax. And then they have it all staged up. I mean, who knows? Um, we're going to have open call lines. The number is on the website listed on the website. So, uh, you can check that out. It's two zero five eight, four, three, seven, four, three, seven, two zero five eight, four, three, Seven four three seven. If you want to call in, talk climate change, talk about Al Gore. Did you see that Saturday Night Live? What's up with that? What's up with that skit? Um, it's like this super crazy shit they do. You just just check it on YouTube. Uh, Al Gore. What's up with that Saturday Night Live? But you know Saturday Night Live. I was talking about earlier how the they literally came out and did the skit with a dog man. And, um, I saw a couple other weird things regarding dog man, 
when you go to search dog man, like, so I've listened to, I'm going to say over 400, 450 dog man episodes in the last probably like four years. And I do it because, you know, it's, it's fascinating to me. And I think a lot of these stories are real based on hearing that many stories. Um, but one thing I noticed is you started searching dog man on the internet and YouTube and this cartoon would pop up this fucking dog man cartoon pops up and it's like, I don't know. It's just like a regular dog and a, it's talking or something. It's not nothing to do with a dog man or it's a guy and his dog or something. Then a movie pops up that has nothing to do with the dog man, the cryptid creature. And now this Saturday night live skit where they have this dog. That's like a man. It's like a man sitting at a table, but it has like a dog head and it's eating cereal and they're using keywords and all this. And it's like, they're trying to bury and take stabs at the dogman cryptid. And I find this super bizarre at a, at a time when there's so many of these dogman cryptid stories. Like if you go on YouTube and just search dogman, all one word, um, and listen to some of these cryptid stories, but you'll also see some of these other things pop up and they never did before. And it's just like a new thing. Like, like they're getting so much dogman Intel out that it's causing like a shit show, uh, for the co Intel pro counter intelligence. You, you think they're trying to get ahead of something? Cause the, there's a lot of people that know about dogman, but it's not something you hear like in mainstream culture. So are they trying to get ahead of something? With, with putting it on Saturday Night Live and stuff like that. That seems kind of out of the ordinary. To yeah. us, Dogman is something, of course, yeah, we definitely know. We talk about it. But that seems out of the ordinary. Usually, Saturday Night Live would be trying to shit on Trump or anti-vaxxers or something like that. Why Dogman? I mean, even Flat Earthers, that would be probably more mainstream than Dogman. I, I feel like it's a, it could be like a classified um, creature or something. And... And they're, you know, there's more people getting footage of it or something. So they're, um, like worried about it. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's just really bizarre. And all of a sudden that started filling that whole search term up. But you know, what else is crazy is these robot dogs, the Boston dynamics, Atlas, all these robots that do these human things. They're basically to the level of full on cyborgs, but they got this new video came out where this robot dog, one of those robot dogs, they mounted a gun to it and it looks like some type of AR platform and a camera can look down the site and uh, this thing can, you know, target people and move around. So the, the, now they have these robot dogs with guns mounted to them. What do you guys think about that? I mean, that sounds like something off a of Robocop or something. The video's chilling. I mean, I just get, you know, the hair stands up on the back of my neck when I see stuff like that. It just the way they maneuver. And it's just I don't know, like there's certain things I'll look at or experience or something. And you just get this like overwhelming dark feeling. And that's like when I'm looking at this stuff, 
that's what I feel like I'm look like I just get this overwhelming feeling of darkness. And I just want to say I agree with the points you made about the uh, video we just the video clip we just heard. Good points, guys, for sure. Um, could be COINTELPRO. They did let him speak an awful lot, so that's definitely gives us pause. More divide and conquer right there. They're just trying to just up the ante with this divide and conquer too. So great points, guys. Uh, Jane Goodall spoke at Davos. I don't know if, uh, isn't she the one that, that dealt with the uh, primates or whatever? Yeah, she's the, she's the monkey lady. Yeah, do we have that clip at all? Do you know? Um, I, can, I can look it up real quick. I saw something on InfoWars, but it has a lot of uh, Owen Schroyer around it. There's one in the chat. It's, it like on a, it's, on a, it's on a Twitter or something, but she's at like a Davos forum. I don't know if we can play it. It's real short. But she's basically talking about exterminating the whole world. Uh, you know, they, oh, yeah, I got it here. They, they got to have these. Um, they always got to be talking about how, you know, they know what's best, how they know how many people the world should have, you know, and then that actually gets into a whole other thing. There's conspiracies out there and there's people that think there's, you know, different populations in the world. We should get into that one day and break it down and see what's going on. But um, yeah, according to her, everyone should be exterminated. Let's let's check it out. Jane Goodall in a Davos forum. We cannot hide away from human population growth because you know it underlies so many of the other problems. All these things we talk about wouldn't be a problem. If there, were, if there was the size of population that there was 500 years ago. So they want to bring us back 500 years to a reduced population, totally diminished, and they think that's normal, and that's like what they're talking about behind the scenes. That's why she's talking about this. This is the World Economic Forum, Davos. Jane Goodall. Klaus. Klaus, wipe my ass, Schwab. People are <laughs> disgusting. I don't know how we let them operate like this. Obviously, they do it in a in you know in a foreign country to where a lot of people around there probably don't even give two shits. And Western Europe is so compromised at this point to to go ahead and let them operate. But they just put this in our face, and they just it's like just slapping us with their ass cheeks in our face on our nose and. Uh, it's just disgusting how they can think that they're going to get away with this. Well, we've gotten to a point to where don't. we've gotten to a point, Aaron, to where the world is virtually unsustainable. Zero Hedge reports that the state of the U.S. consumer uh, is is basically terrible because AT and T. Uh, crashes. Americans can't afford to pay their phone bills. So if, if you go in and you start looking at this, basically is what they're saying is, look, Americans are so broke now. They've, they squeezed every dollar out of them. Um, they're to a point to where Americans don't have any extra money. The gas prices are at five and $6 per gallon. And now they can't pay their phone bills. So these big corporations, that Blackstone and BlackRock own all these, um, you know, major corporations are just losing money now because no one's paying their bills. But 
you know, do they care all in all? No, that's why those two big corporations own all the corporations in the world because they'll just rob Peter to pay Paul and it'll balance it all out. But also they'll probably get bailouts from the government or something because, you know, you got to have phone companies and they got deals with intelligence agencies and it goes on and on and on. But theoretically, we are to an unsustainable point in the economy and we've taken an 11% downturn. If you just think about it in a rational manner, what's your guys' take on that? That's my opinion. Yeah, this AT&T thing, yeah, they fell 11%. Something as important as people's cell phones. If I figured that'd be like the first bill they would pay because people love getting on their phones, getting on the fucking TikTok and the Instagrams and stuff like that. So you figure they would probably pay that before they pay their mortgage anything like that so that's a very telling sign of where we're going and we still haven't seen the food inflation really hit because we're still eating food that was grown from at some point last year so like when we go to harvest these crops this year uh looking in probably to like early early next year it's it's gonna jump up crazy so we're just waiting for the other shoe to fall right now and uh when you're talking about robin peter to or robin uh peter to pay paul they're going to get it from from the American corporation at the end of the day too to pay their bills, which is all the shit that we pay pay the American corporation to exist here in this country. Wow, this sounds pretty bleak, guys. <laughs> well, you know, there's this guy. He has all these horns on him. Um, he does that body modification stuff, and um. He's implanted these horns on it. He's managed to basically make himself look like a reptilian devil or something. He's been modifying his body for 14 years now. And Rene Salva. Yeah. Say his name right? Yeah. He's like 38 uh, years old and he's got tattoos all over his body. I guess he's like 70% covered and he spent a lot of money on this stuff. Maybe like nearly 50,000 pounds to turn into a real life devil. That's what he's known as. He's got his tongue split like a snake down the middle. Um, and they're, I guess they're not letting him in church anymore. Um, it says he's banned from church after extreme body modifications. So this, um, horn devil can't go to church anymore. Hmm. How he is an ugly-looking <laughs> <motherfucker>. <laughs> Did we talk about this guy a little bit the other day? Was it? I think it so. Was, or some, sure that was us. Or another one that yeah. was just like this. Him. It's how crazy. Are you, how are you feeling about him, Bethany? As the as the the lady on the show, what's your what's your feelings about a, a man that looks like this? Well, he no longer looks like a man. I guess. I mean, he looks like a reptoid. What about the split tongue? But it's tongue? all this body modification. I mean, body modification is really, really popular, and you know, especially amongst the youth. And it's been growing for a long time now, but it's more mainstream. Just like tattoos got really mainstream. So I think it's just getting people ready for the metaverse. You know, just to be, 
not real realistic. As a matter of fact, I was in the grocery store. <laughs> Where else do I go these days? And I saw this young girl. She was young, you know, maybe like I'd say in her late teens. And she had like a it looked like a, a like a blue wig, but attached to these like the wig was like these ears that made her look like she had like pixie ears or elf ears. And I was kind of like, wow, OK, you know, I mean, I'm all about people expressing themselves and stuff. It just was kind of like, wow, OK, because people are just becoming these like different creatures, too. They don't want to associate with the, the real self. You know, that's how I'm looking at it. It's again, it's all part of turning the organic into the inorganic and recreating reality in their image. And that's how I see it. I think it's influencing a lot of people in a lot of different ways, especially the youth that has grown up with the video games and stuff. Not to blame it on video games, but, you know, the electronics and everything, the whole our generation is is much different. I mean, Aaron, I know you're a little bit younger than me and Shep, but like remember the 80s? I mean, like how different things are now than the youth today. And I I can I don't know. I just feel like I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> we get we still got open call lines 205-843-7437. 205-843-7437. The numbers also on the website. Um NASA is going to said it's launch dates to return to the moon, they claim. And they claim they've actually... That's because China's uh, going to claim the moon, remember? Yeah, they actually uh, say they're planning to return to the moon. It's uh, This Wednesday was the uh, 53rd anniversary of the Apollo 11 moon landing. And apparently they're going to try to return that because at one point they were saying they lost all the uh, moon trajectory data and they just... They couldn't figure it out how to get there again. Um, but I was thinking we could, if if there's anyone out there listening that wants to call in, whether you believe we've been to outer space, we're going to use the term outer space. Do you believe that we have been to outer space or not? You know, so, a lot, you know, there's some people that believe the earth is flat. There's a dome, uh, stuff like this. So the question is, and this is for the callers, and this will be a really fun thing if anyone calls in, like we could get some callers, 205-843-7437. Do you think that uh, uh, astronauts have have been to outer space, like they claim? And uh, call in if you want to talk about that either way. Um I- I know this isn't like a big anniversary. It's like the 53rd or something like that. But mm-hmm. did y'all see any news? Like just be like, hey, this is like, you know, the day we went to the to the moon. Did y'all see anything like that out there? Seems like they're kind of covering it up and not really talking about it. Because I don't think, I think the, the majority of the population these days is thinking that we didn't ever go. So they're just kind of like quietly. Yeah, exactly. Like, hey, this, you know, we went to the day. We went, this is the day we went to the moon 53 years ago. Yeah. Just kind of low key they, talking about it. Yeah, like their tails tucked between their legs. Did you guys see the um, yeah. when they came back from the moon? They were doing a televised broadcast on uh, on the TV, and they were talking about their they were basically talking about their achievements on the moon, and they were just holding their heads down like in shame. It, you know, because it looked to me like they knew they were reading like a script or a lie, and they were basically almost telecasting that they were 
you know, they felt ashamed that they had to go along with this and like pretend for the broadcast. That's what it looked like. It, it's one of the most bizarre press conferences ever. I feel like there was more energy and hype when like JFK got assassinated or something. This was like so low energy and so guilty looking. Have you seen it, Bethany? Where Buzz and, and uh, all the other guys are up there. I haven't really done a whole lot of research on that, but people I highly respect think it was just all, you know, I'll find, that, I'll find that clip and send it to you so you can watch it after the show. It's it's so depressing looking. And they're asking questions, and they are not interested in it at all. They just, like, want to get the hell out of there. They look like they're in some kind of ISIS terror terror video. <laughs> getting, like a... Uh, you know, trying to get the government to to buy them back or something. <laughs> you, wow, <laughs> wow, that's yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it. Well, <clears throat> we all know that Bethany loves her Soylent Green. So, um, because she's what are you vegan or vegetarian? How do you classify that? I'm vegan. Yeah. Are you like one of these vegans that has like ten proper pronouns? Like, are you a certain? specific type of no actually somebody once told me they were like you're the first like person that i've ever known to think and i don't even want to say politically because i don't consider myself political really anymore because that would mean i would probably have to take a side and i'm not taking coke or pepsi neither is fine but um you know that was like kind of surprised at like the way i looked at things because it was not the typical you know what's the word i'm looking for the stereotype stereotypical Yeah. yeah Yeah. But they're putting Soylent Green in, in your carnivorous stuff, too. Make no <laughs> mistake about it, Shep. That's gross. Just, just ask remember turkey tails. Well, uh, there's <laughs> they're, now they're saying this is an article out of the BBC. They're saying why I prefer eating grasshoppers to beef. And they're trying to spin this like, you know, you need to start eating these grasshoppers because people in Africa and Asia eat these grasshoppers. And, you know, it's just a great... Uh, it has a great aroma to it. Uh, you can grill them and they crunch in your mouth. If you don't grill them all the way, they kick all the way down your throat and uh, they're supposed to be good. And that's how you save the world. Oh my gosh. Don't, you know what? My son has been on this kick where he's like, mom, they're going to make us They the world economic forum, man. They want us to eat bugs. They're going to make us eat bugs. And, you know, my kids are vegetarian, so I've raised them vegetarian, so we wouldn't eat bugs anyway. But there was a video, I think. I don't know, Shep, if I sent it to you or you guys saw it, but there was a video um, with um, Angelina Jolie doing a video of her eating, like, grasshoppers or some sort of bugs. And I got to figure out where I saw that. It was several weeks ago, I think. You know, you're just you're surfing and you're going through your different things people send you and whatnot. And it's like, I don't know. They're going to make us eat bugs. Do you honestly think like people will accept that? I don't know. We've accepted Oh yeah. So they'll much. like it. Uh, chocolate covered ants and all that shit. They'll be eating it. I don't think you think your average citizen. I mean, I guess if everybody starts starving, they will. So maybe that's the way they're going to do it. They've got plenty of like, things you know up their sleeve and they're coming right out and saying it that's why this whole thing you know with the cnn and the uh, weather channel situation i mean it was like they're they're just coming right out and saying it because that's part of their game they love doing that 
They uh, love yeah. tormenting yeah. people, especially people that are awake. It's torture, you know, uh, a torturous operation. Look at this. Uh, YouTube says now, after they banned the Shepard and Bella show, they're claiming um, that they're going to crack down on abortion misinformation. So if you even mention the word abortion on YouTube now, that will be misinformation and you will be banned. That's another reason why. Well, go ahead, Aaron. I was just going to say, how are all these big people staying on YouTube with this shit? And they've slowly chipped away at anything you can say. You almost have to speak like alien to stay on there and have some kind of cryptic language that just you and your followers know. And at that point, what are you even doing on there? Right. That's why I respect, I respect trying to get out a message, but at the same time, move on to something else. Take your power away from fucking shitty places like YouTube. Well, that's why, uh, ATN Ambella's talk network. That's why we did this. And that's why this is going to be a, the wave of the future because everywhere else is going to be banned. This is a platform where people can go live, get the word out. It, you know, the show's archive, we're going to set up more and more stuff here, but support the network, go to the bottom of the page and donate the call in numbers at the top. Let's see if we can get some callers to the people listening to the live stream, um, and talk about any of this stuff at really. Cause now, I mean, what do you guys think about, um, I mean, if they're going to the level of banning abortion talk now, and and then they cited medical misinformation is why they banned um, our show, medical misinformation. So same kind of thing, but uh, different. It, it seems so bizarre because abortion is such a cut and dry kind of operation that that is happening. And I, I really don't know how you could do any misinformation on there unless you're just going to like the pro-life side. So it's basically just shutting down a whole side of, of a topic and, and a way to talk about it. So it's really disgusting how they even think that this is okay. Because it's not like it's even something that's, you know, like in a gray area. It's it's kind of black or white when it comes to abortion. There's not a lot of middle ground on that at all. Would you guys uh, ride in a taxi if it was self-driven? Like, would you, if a taxi pulled up, you're like, hey, taxi. And it pulled up and it had no driver or one of those like robot drivers, like in um, total recall when he gets that taxi, would you take the taxi? No. Well, Amazon's coming out with self-driving robot taxi. It's real close to a human transport vehicle and uh, it, it's passed all its safety tests. It's called the Zooks. The Zooks co-founder and CEO, Jesse Levinson says you're going to see it uh, sooner rather than later on the roads. It's done all of its U.S. government um, certifications and all, and uh, they're going to run this thing. It's going to be driving around with no driver. They want people less and less. They want people to be a less needed commodity. And the only way I would get into one of those is if I had one of those robo dogs with one of those guns attached to it, like poking my back behind me going, get in. <laughs> That's the only way. <laughs> what about you, Aaron? Would you guys, you, Jeff? I don't, I think I, that's I creepy. Wouldn't. I think I would try it. I feel it like there's, I, I would I take like a gamble. A, what, like, you know, are they going to hack it? And is the new world order going to run me into a wall or will I make it? 
It's I feel a like gamble. that's a one-stop shop to take you to a COVID <laughs> camp, in my opinion. Come on, Shep, we need that's... you. <laughs> don't go in it. Please don't succumb <laughs> to the pressure. I'm a little adventurous, you know. Um, Stay the, in Mexico. That's adventurous enough for you. No, you know, no, you know, empty taxis. <laughs> Did I not say this like a couple weeks ago? Because um, now they're saying um, they're saying American Airlines has joined its main rivals in limiting flights this quarter and for 2022 as the industry grapples with a rash of costly fight flight disruptions. And I was saying they're going to start limiting flights. That's what I see. And basically because of the economy and the way things they are and fuel costs, they're starting to take more and more flights out of rotation. And, um, they're saying the flight capacity will be down as much as 10% this quarter and 9.5% for the year from pre-pandemic levels. So um, that is the American Airlines group. And I'm sure other airlines are in a similar situation. I just feel like eventually they're going to shut it off altogether and they'll say like, it's too costly to have air travel. And that's how you'll know that maybe one of these asteroids is on the way or something. Um, someone was telling me about how a um, scientist was going against the... Um, Apophis data that asteroid that's supposed to hit or that's supposed to pass in 2029 they're saying like NASA saying it's going to pass but I'm saying like it could hit so are other people because I know how NASA calculates all their stuff and but this one guy went through like all the data apparently and um he's like calling NASA out basically saying uh, look here, they, they could be lying, you know, um, this Apophis in 2029, this planet killer or continent killer is pretty much a planet killer. They're saying, uh, if it hits, they're saying like it, it could be a possibility. So we have to wonder, is that what all this invisible enemy shit is about? Just like my film says, is that why we're in continuity of government? Are they going to run Biden right out of office and, and, and kind of make the continuity of government more public because of this coming disaster? Because all of a sudden they're saying like Biden has COVID and cancer and all this shit. Uh, Aaron Cole, uh, do we have anything on that? And also, um, what are your thoughts on that? Because, and then Bethany jump in too, because would they, these people take Biden out of power right now? Would they have the strategy to take Biden out of power in order to get someone like Nancy Pelosi in or one of their other favorite picks that they could somehow insert uh, into the office? But not only that, there's one other possibility in my mind. Would they pull them out of power in a manner that they're just going to roll the continuity of government people to the surface because you know are we truly in some type of impending uh disaster or danger period the 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 thing with biden getting covid 
kind of freaks me out. I've been saying for, I guess, since at least the Russia thing started, maybe even a little bit before, that if somebody like him goes down with, with COVID, that there could be something bigger at play here. And asteroid war, I think it's all in there. I was trying to look up real quick. Also, the chances of Apophis to hit, very possible that the the timeline is screwed up, like you were saying. And I'm going to be a little on edge for the next couple of days. I wouldn't tell anybody to like get really worried about it, but we're going to be in COG. I think they passed it already until 2024, basically. Even here in Texas, Greg Abbott, who's supposed to be a conservative, he's he's extended the, the COVID emergency a couple times now. He just extended it like a month or two ago. So there's still this this plan in play, which Shackle to Silence covers perfectly. Uh, which is insane Bethany, if you gotta... think about it, it, it Aaron and Bethany can comment too. Like like if you think about it, it's fucking crazy that we could go. You know, you were with me. Uh, Bethany was in the film. Uh, it's crazy that that we could make that film, have all those different varying people and their opinions in there, and then it's basically saying all this stuff, calling it out. I had some original theories. We're laying it down. I went on coast to coast AM with George Nori, all sorts of stuff like that. And it's all on record. And then like, what would be the chances that even one part of that film would be true or going on or still going right now. And it literally all just keeps winding up and ramping up. Like, like it's weird. It It's actually progressing toward that film exactly perfectly. Like, like we went in and laid it down. I agree so much. I was going to play this quick clip of uh, Jean-Pierre, the the new uh, comms person for Biden. The uh, reporter asked her, you know, like, where do you get it from? Just kind of normal questions, I guess you would want to know about the guy le- uh, elected to lead the most powerful country in the world. And this is how she responds. Where was he infected? I, I don't think we know. Um, I certainly don't know if you, if you have any thoughts I, on I, that. Look, I, I don't think that that matters, right? I think what matters is we prepared for this moment. I think what matters uh, is what Dr. Jha just laid out. Uh, if we look at where we war, were a year and a half ago, this is a president, when he walked in, one of his first priorities was to make sure we had a comprehensive plan to get people vaccinated. We have a plan for this. Oh, what a I found bitch. that to be a little interesting. But it doesn't matter. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> this this is not she how this, go is, to hell. this line of communications is supposed to work, right? Exactly. Yep, they got a plan, all right. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's crazy if you think about how de- how far they've come and just straight up admitting a lot of this stuff. You know, they're just coming like right out in the news. They're they're outright saying things. They're boldly going out in front of the public and telecasting some of this stuff. But yet still a lot of people are not catching on to this. Um, these monkeypox cases are doubling. They're ramping up. There's all these cases all over these, uh, New York and Washington DC and all this shit. Um, so I don't know if they're going to, come in with this invisible enemy like even more now or what um what did they say about this um 
because they said if they don't get it by a certain time, this monkey pucks will get out of control, I think is what they were saying. I will double check into that in just one second. Let me scroll through and see if I can find that. It says well, the, uh, the it sound pox. like monkeypox is deadly and stuff, and it's not mm-hmm. even really that bad. It's like the measles when they make such a big deal about the measles. And yes, there are fatalities from time to time with yeah. anything, including the flu. Well, they're saying uh, it's and- like in forty-five states, and they're saying um, that health experts, of course, you know, like Fauci. They fear that the virus is becoming entrenched in the country, they're saying. So this shit is entrenched. Um, They're saying that, um, you know, several social media outlets over the weekend reported that access to treatments and vaccines are still far from streamlined, but they're like causing a need for the vaccine. Like people are starting to get a fear and they're starting to kind of like want a vaccine. So they're kind of ramping into this and they're saying that Sonic healthcare begins offering tests because this, uh, healthcare in Austin, Texas there, they have a lab and they're starting to test for this stuff, monkeypox and all that. And it, I, I don't know if they're just going to, um, I don't know if they got to keep giving us different invisible enemies or if they're just going to bring COVID back like hard and heavy. But like something's going on and then that Marburg uh, shit and all that. I think they can do it with, with multiple layers of viruses, just more and more viruses. Definitely when, when Bill Gates had like a vent 201, he's, he's always saying during that there's 200 viruses, you know, outbreaks or whatever a year of, you know, different crap. And, you know, it's just that extra one. So we they could have had like an event 202 or 203, and they're just going to layer all this stuff. Constant state of fear. No matter, like, if you are if you think, like, monkeypox is just for uh, people having, like, ASEX or something like that, or COVID, if you're worried about somebody sitting next to you breathing on you, they, they will find a virus and spin up a story to it that will make everybody really worried about it. Like, mine is kind of Marburg. That sounds terrible. So if I heard that was going on, I wouldn't freak out a whole bunch, but I'd freak out a little bit. But like COVID and monkeypox, I'm not worried about. But they'll find a tailor-made virus to freak you the hell out. Well, we got about 15 minutes left in the broadcast. You're listening to The Shepherd Ambella Show on ATN.Live. That's the network. ATN.Live, that's also the website. ATN.Live, that's what you need to support. Just tell everyone ATN.Live the whole time. Repeat it, ATN.Live. So uh, the call-in number is 205-843-7437, 205-843-7437. It's also at the website page listed on there so you can see it. But we're going to talk a little bit about 9-11. A lot of people don't realize some of the vast and complex operations that were actually occurring on 9-11 because you know people people can say um you know they know they know what's going on during 9-11 i don't think anyone definitively knows every little facet about 9-11 except for the perpetrators uh but there there's some interesting things and some interesting ways we can present some of this to make people think. And if you want to call in about 9-11, 205-843-SHEP, 205-843-SHEP. 
Um, a lot of people don't know about this. A lot of people do. The plane that uh, went down in Shanksville was was obviously shot down because they when when a plane crashes, planes generally crash pretty much fully intact. There's like a main fuselage section. Maybe it breaks into a couple pieces. You know, maybe the one wing falls off. Maybe the nose cone's all damaged. But they don't just blow into a million pieces. So right there, we can say, uh, you know, because the news, the mainstream had to admit this plane was in a million pieces, you know. But here's the other thing. When there's a plane crash and there's people on board, there's bodies. Sometimes bodies are a little bit mangled. You know, sometimes there's like torsos ripped in half and you got a stewardess that, you know, got decapitated or something like that. But um, typically there, you know, you would have body parts. Now, if you had people on board such an airplane and you hit it with a missile, let's say, you would still have body parts and remnants of body parts, teeth, bone, you know, noses, ears. I don't know. There would be body parts, pieces of it. There was admittedly zero pieces of body parts. So we have to ask ourselves what happened? Well, it stands to reason that the plane was shot out of the sky or blown up somehow. Okay, great. Uh, it stands to reason there were no bodies on board. So it stands to reason that some kind of mocked up or staged up operation or false flag. They did, you know, it's not the kind of false flag where they actually shot down a airliner with passengers on it. Now, they were having drills that day with NORAD and all that. And, you know, they were probably drilling on, hey, look, is a fighter plane going to blow this passenger plane out of the sky? And they probably, it was, it was a drill. It's like, it's like the media ran with it. It's like, you know, they knew how to perpetuate this whole plan all the way through every part of 9-11. This is just one aspect of it, this Shanksville plane, but also the Pentagon, you know, uh, jetliners are extremely wide, you know, um, uh, jetliners are massive. The fuselages on them alone are just like incredibly large. And you see this Pentagon video where there's like this little tip of something sharp. It looks like a cruise missile or a shoulder fired missile. And then all of a sudden you see the hole in the Pentagon and it's not even 10 feet across. It's about 10 feet across. Um, and it makes you wonder like what's going on here. Um, a jetliner. Another thing is they admitted again, there was no debris. There wasn't bodies. There's no debris in front of the Pentagon. The wings weren't there. There's just this tiny little piercing 
And then they found like one um, American Airlines logo on a piece of aluminum foil or something that they had an operative carry out there. Do we have any footage on this? Um, some of those news clips from this originally, Aaron? Yes. Yes. Um, if you need me to uh, just pause this at any point, just holler at me, but I'll, uh, I'll start playing some stuff. KQD's Walt Golden is in Somerset County, where one of the United crashed earlier today, and he joins us now on the live line with details. Good afternoon, Walt. Good afternoon, Colleen. Uh, about a half a mile, I'm guessing, uh, from the actual crash site. It's at an old strip mine site uh, here in Stony Brook Township, uh, not far from the village of Chankstown. Cold. There's not an awful lot to see. Michelle Moss uh, lives in Shankstown, not far away. Crash of uh, Flight United 93 with 45 people aboard took place here this morning. She said that uh, she thought a truck had hit her house, but it uh, shook so hard. Uh, she ran outside, looked around, saw nothing, but she says that uh, she was uh, able with a couple of friends to get to the site uh, before it was secured by state police. I some small fires in the woods, just small brush fires. Um, you know, the ground smoking, um, debris everywhere, pieces of metal, paper, insulation, wiring. Um, and I just looked around and no people, you know, I, I'm, and I'm thinking, where, where are the people? And no people. Nobody. And, and I'm thinking, where, where are the people? Yeah. Insane. If you think about it. This is uh, showing some, some wording real quick right now. The debris here is spread over a three to four mile radius, which has now been completely sealed off and is being treated, according to the FBI, as a crime scene. Um, Governor Tom Ridge made some remarks earlier in a press conference. Uh, he had flown over the site. He said the emergency response here was immediate. He also said, and I don't know whether or not you all are able to see pictures of this, but this is one of those cases where the pictures really do tell the story that sort of the most horrifying aspect of this particular crash scene is how little debris is visible. There is a large... There's very little debris. Of course, in this this site that they're showing right here. That's, do you want to do you want to add anything? Well, it's just playing? I mean that's just fucking crazy, right? If you just use logic, they're literally saying like there's no bodies, there's no sign of bodies, and then on the other one there's no debris. Bethany, like like what do you think about this? Well, just the crater, the crater itself. I've never now I'm no expert. I'm not into aviation or anything like that. I'm just an average person and I'm looking at something and I've never seen I've never seen a airplane crash site like that. I mean just the crater itself always bothered me. Do like do does anyone know was cuz wasn't there a bunch of debris scattered out like over a bunch of miles period or do, do we know that for sure? I think that's what they reported, but I was just now thinking how they could have even a blown up like a plane that was on the ground. Cause why did they have like a crater? Right. Like normally you see, like, you know, you might see, I think there was some debris ship, but uh, like my recollection and I haven't like revisited nine 11 in quite some time. So I'm glad you're bringing it up. But I, I just remember my memories. If my memory serves me right, I just remember seeing pictures and it didn't look like, uh, like where a plane 
crash to me. It Part just looked of, something unknown to me. Let's well, they could have had unknown. they could have had maybe like for instance like a plane there or a building they blew up and just uh, called it that. You know, I mean, they could have just mocked it up. This is crazy if you think about it. Well, it goes. This I don't goes. Aaron, this goes into like Sandy Hook territory if you think about it. Um, you know, a lot of people with 9-11 are probably going to say that's crazy. But, you know, if they're having war games and they're mocking it up and they got no bodies on these planes, you know, we got to ask like how, what else is mocked up on the operation, you know, and all exactly. sorts of shit like that. I mean, this is, that's, it's pretty crazy. Um I guess everyone's expecting a civil war all of a sudden. That's another thing. Like, how bad is this going to get? Because I was running some math today, and um, it's crazy, the math I was running. Did you, see, did you see the sample size for the – if you're talking about the same one, I think it was like one out of five is expecting a civil war in the next couple of years. The sample size of that was over 8,000 people. Which usually, like, when you do polls and stuff like that, you only do, like, maybe 1,000, 1,500, 2,000 at the high end. So the sample size of that, I mean, depends on, of course, where they polled people at. But just that many number of people answering that way is, when, when is shocking. When IntelliHub used to take polls and we would get 2,000 to 6,000 when we polled, like, in 2014, 2015 era. And it's weird because I would have all this data from doing that. And I already knew that Trump was going to become president and all sorts of stuff through my data because it was like real people polling. And then I would look at what the news was saying and they were claiming like, there's no way Trump's going to win and shit like this. And it was crazy. And it ended up like my data was perfectly spot on. Everything was right. And so like I put a lot of um, faith in those polls. But yeah, most mainstream polls only have like two three thousand and telehub was pulling two to six thousand at one point just to give you guys an idea yeah you can get a lot of good data off that many people for sure hopefully this doesn't happen well we're at the good end night. of the show atn.live we go live here on the shepherd ambella show 7 p.m eastern 6 central 4 pacific on weekdays monday through friday Go to atm.live, scroll down to the bottom, support the operation. It's not cheap. We're adding um, more scheduling to the network and everything. I'm going to be working on that today. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, guys, for listening. We love you. Thanks for being a part of it. Shepard Ambellis Beats.